0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and each week this spring, we will be honoring the seniors of a Bates team that did not get to finish its season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, we chat with the three senior captains from the women's lacrosse team, plus an interview with head coach Brett Allen. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. (laughs) The The Bates women's lacrosse team defeated the University of Southern Maine 20-1 on Tuesday, March 10 at Garcelon Field. The victory turned out to be the final home game of the Bates Athletics spring season. The six women's lacrosse seniors had a feeling this could be it, entering the contest. So the Bobcats held a makeshift senior day. This week on the Bobcast, we're joined by senior captains Caroline Kerrigan, Avery McMullen, and Liv Sanford, as we look back on that afternoon and their times at Bates.
1: Caroline, what was that like for you approaching that game and knowing that it might be that might be the last one as it turned out to be, you know, for the team and everything?
2: It was definitely kind of a surreal feeling for us. I mean, we all kind of had this underlying feeling that it was our last game, but We were also kind of in denial, too. We were thinking that we'd maybe maybe be able to squeeze in a game with Bowden or Colby or someone close in Maine. Um, So we were just kind of approaching it as, like, if this is our last time, let's just go out there and have so much fun and just be appreciative of each other from, like, the locker room onto the field and just throughout the whole game. We were really appreciative of each other in those moments.
1: And, Avery, it seemed like everyone, yeah, I mean, obviously it was an overwhelming victory for the Bobcats. I mean, what did you get a sense of, you know, the team that day?
3: Um, I thought that the whole team had so much fun in that game. Brett definitely kept the seniors in for most of the time, but I thought watching the underclassmen take over the game at the end was a really awesome like rite of passage for them and a chance for the seniors to kind
4: of see what's
3: coming down the line. And I think everyone left feeling so positive despite the fact that like it was a really sad moment.
1: Certainly, and you touched on, you know, the seniors. There's six of them uh, this year for the women's lacrosse team. Liv, I was curious, you know, as a whole, the senior group, what has this group been like over the past few years um, in terms of the the dynamic between each other and and getting to know each other during your times at base?
4: I think our class as seniors, we've had a really special dynamic because we've all been so close. Um, Our grade has always tried to keep things light and have fun with it while also staying really focused. And I think in the USM game, it kind of just showed, like, our class really went out there just trying to, like, leave it all out and have the best time that we could. And we leaned on the underclassmen for that. And so I think – I don't know. It was just going out on the
1: USM game, I think,
4: made sense for our class just because we were having so much fun, and that's what we've always kind of focused on.
1: Caroline, I'm curious. What are some games that, that stand out that you'll, you'll remember, you know, maybe you think 10 years down the road uh, from your time at Bates that really, uh, you know, you'll, you'll hold to in terms of uh, good, you know, good memories here as, as a Bobcat.
2: I think every game kind of, there is like a special memory that I hold from each game that I've played at Bates. Um, definitely like my first collegiate game sticks out to me too. Just kind of being welcomed into this like collegiate arena was really a special moment for me. And, um, Another win that really, like, sticks out to me was our Middlebury game uh, last year. That was a huge team win for us. Um, We were Middlebury's only loss last season, and uh, that was definitely a really special moment for us. It showed how hard we worked. Um, And then I would definitely say that our Occidental game is also a game that really sticks out to me too because even though it wasn't an outcome that we wanted – um, we came back from it more focused and stronger than ever, um, and I think that showed in our last few games that we played together as a team.
1: Great. Avery, how about for you, some minimal games over the past few years? I know I remember when you were first year, you had that dramatic goal against Williams, send that game to overtime, but uh, what are some other games that also stand out, perhaps?
3: I always think of our first NESCAC game
1: our first year, which was against
3: Wesleyan, and it was at Wesleyan, and it went into overtime, and I just remember – kind of being overwhelmed by it all as we walked onto the field and then getting there and having it be such a team game. And even though that outcome wasn't a win, I remember thinking like, okay, this is what next NESCAC cross is going to be like. We're going to go into overtime. We're going to have these exciting games and we're never know, going to know what's going to happen.
1: Great. Liv, how about for you?
4: Yeah, I definitely think the Wesleyan game my freshman year stood out for me. Um, just because that was the first time I saw the level of play that was in the NESCAC, and it was exciting just to see, like, what was ahead and how far we could grow as a team, even though we didn't get that win. And then the Middlebury game um, last year, just beating them, and I think that was a huge turning point for our team. It gave us the confidence that we needed because I think at the time we didn't know how good we could be, and I think that game just stands out for me as, like, a turning point in I guess the program in general, in the four years that I've been here.
1: Yeah, that Middlebury game. I mean, last year you all touched on it, kind of the the only loss the Panthers ended up having that whole season. Caroline, take us back to that game. Give us an idea of what was so successful for Bates in that contest. Obviously, when you're on the road, it's difficult no matter what, but especially when you know it's a team that went on to win the national title that year.
2: Uh, Yeah, we definitely came into that game with kind of a who cares attitude. Um, We knew that we were the underdogs coming in. We knew that everyone expected us to lose. So we just kind of went into the game with a why not attitude. So we just like played our hardest for the entire game. Um, And then I just also remember in one of the timeouts when we were up, or we were tied, I think, and the game was about to end, and Brett called a timeout, and he just remembered, I just remember him saying to us, um, are you guys having a lot of fun? And we were, like, we were just having so much fun in those moments. Um, And we were playing the most competitive lacrosse we had played so far that season. And I think that goes hand-in-hand with just how much fun we had, too, on the field. We were a really close and strong group in that moment.
1: Great. Avery, I'm curious, you know, being one of the captains with Caroline and Liv, what that experience was like for you this year in terms of having that leadership role? What did it mean to you to be one of those captains?
3: It was definitely an honor and a privilege to be one of the captains. I think as Liv touched on earlier, our senior class, the six of us that made it through all four years, were so close that having three of us be captains didn't really distinguish all the leaders on the team. Six of us worked together as a unit. Um, so even though Caroline, Liv, and I were like the named leaders, uh, we worked together as a unit of six to plan practices, motivate the team, and try and lead by example and show the other classes
1: what we wanted Bates lacrosse to be. Certainly. And, Liv, I was talking with Brett Allen yesterday about this senior class, and it seems like a lot of the seniors had different roles coming in than they ended up having when they <laughs> finished up. I mean, for you, I know as a sophomore you had 10 goals. Last year you were asked to play more of a defensive role and obviously got named all-region. What was it like for you to, to, to have a different role, you know, you know, maybe later in your career than you did early on here at Bates perhaps?
4: Yeah, I think it was – Definitely interesting playing so many different roles on the team. I've played attack, defense, and midfield now by the time I'm leaving. (laughs) Um, I think it helped me a lot as a player. I got to understand a lot of different parts of the game, but I also – it helped I guess, like bridge some gaps for me, like understanding where people are at mentally playing different positions. And I think you grow closer when you play – certain positions with certain people and I think I got to
1: like grow a lot of different relationships playing with different players which I'm really thankful for. And Caroline you started from day one here at Banks. You started every game. What was it like as a first year immediately being inserted in the starting lineup like that?
2: Um, Yeah it was definitely a huge honor to be put in that position um, right out the gate. I'm definitely thankful for it. Um, It was definitely um, kind of surreal. Um, I was just super thankful, especially as an underclassman, to get those opportunities um, and just kind of learn from the upperclassmen on the field and get a really good feel of what competitive NESCAC lacrosse is like. Um, And I made sure to keep that competitive edge throughout my time so that I could just kind of carry that legacy that I learned from the upperclassmen.
0: Avery, what
1: would you say to someone coming into the program about what is crucial to succeed at Bates you know, both on the field for, for women's lacrosse and also, uh, you know, off the field in the classroom, in your opinion?
3: Um, I think one big thing our team talks about is accountability and buying in. So the idea that even if you might not understand the, like, reasoning behind every choice, or if you kind of have your own idea how to do things, when you get to Bates, you learn the Bates lacrosse way um, and you follow that and you join with your teammates and that also happens in the classroom where if you need help, anyone from your team or anyone from the campus can help you. And like, as long as you buy in and put the time in and
1: um, are honest with yourself, then you're able to succeed at Bates. Great. And Liv, uh, obviously being from Maine, being from Kennebunk, what was it like going to college, you know, these past few years in your home state, maybe a little bit north of where you grew up, but uh, certainly, you know, not too far away from home?
4: I loved going to school so close. I thought it was um, really great because my family was able to come see me play a lot, and even in the off-season I was able to see them. They would make trips south, I could come home. The weather, being in Maine, was obviously a factor, but I was used to it, so it wasn't as bad, but I enjoyed being close to home.
1: Great. and you came from a little bit farther away, Falls Church, Virginia, where you grew up. Take us back to high school. What attracted you to come up north to, to college to base?
2: Well, uh, Bates was kind of, I wouldn't say a last-minute decision, but I hadn't really thought about playing at Bates until kind of the end of um, my junior year of um, high school. I come from, like, a pretty competitive area of lacrosse, um, being from the mid-Atlantic. So I knew I wanted something competitive, and I knew that's what the NESCAC had to offer. um, And just, like, initially talking to Brett in those first recruiting steps, um, he was everything I wanted in a coach. And as someone to help me develop as a player and as a person, and then just visiting Bates um, in the summer, I just immediately fell in love with it. It's such a close-knit community, um, and I could just really envision myself being at Bates and playing for the Bobcats. Yeah,
1: Avery, give us a little some insight into Brett as a head coach. What's his style like? What, what's it been like, you know, playing for him these past few years? I
3: agree with Caroline that Brett was a big pull for me to go to Bates. He's definitely more casual than other coaches, but in a really (laughs) beneficial way. Um, Like you obviously know Brett, everyone at Bates knows Brett because he talks to everyone in Commons. Um, But (laughs) he definitely leads our team from a position of support. And he always says that he has three sons, but we're all of his daughters. Um, And I think that that, benefits our lacrosse playing that he cares about us so much as people um and he likes to joke with us but then he likes to be serious when he needs to be like i know live and caroline would agree there's been some games where he's kind of been unexpected and yelled at us but it's been the right motivation that we needed at the time and i think his coaching style is designed to like really adjust to how we're feeling day to day and i think it gets the most out of us as players
1: and live correct me if i'm wrong but i think you did you play for him in, at a club level at some point? I think Yeah, I did there. in high school. Yeah, so what was that like compared to playing for him in college?
4: Well, I was looking at Bates um, towards the end of my high school career and so I kind of tried to keep things a little bit more professional with him, um, hoping that he would recruit me. I think it's <laughs> funny when I got to Bates, I came in as a freshman and I was still trying to be really um, serious, trying to earn my spot and I think Everyone kind of comes in that way, and I think what's funny about Brett is everyone kind of develops a different relationship with him, and that really grows and progresses as you go on, and it's it's funny how casual he is and the kind of jokes that um, people throw around with him, but he definitely, he is more serious in college. He cares a lot. He um, becomes really passionate at times during games, which I didn't see a lot during my club years, but... Yeah, the progression has been interesting.
1: Brett and I have gone way back. <laughs> Caroline, any other thoughts on you know your time at Bates, and do we, do we have to talk about that you wanted to mention?
2: I guess I just want to say thank you, I suppose, to Bates and especially my like lacrosse family in general. Um, I've been really appreciative to play lacrosse with um, five other incredible seniors that I love so much and have been so close close with since freshman year. Um, and I think the community of Bates in general, I've always felt supported. I've always felt like I had someone in my corner cheering me on, like on the field, off the field. Um, And I'm forever grateful for that um, community feel and just having someone kind of root for me and that someone being just Bates in general.
1: Great. How about for you, Avery? Any other final thoughts?
2: Uh, I totally agree with
3: everything Caroline said, just thanking the school and the program for everything we've been able to get out of it. Um, it's definitely defined my Bates experience to be a member of the women's lacrosse team and I wouldn't change anything for the world.
4: Excellent. Liv, you get the last word. Carol and Avery really nailed it. I feel um, so similar to everything they said. I kind of just want to give all of our underclassmen a shout out, I guess. Um, mm. As the seniors, we really tried to like lean and lead this team and support them all season. And then in that last week when everything was getting canceled, we really turned back to them. And they were really our support system and giving us everything that we needed. And I just want to give them a huge shout out and thank them like so much for that.
1: Liv Sanford, Avery McMullen, Caroline Kerrigan, thank you so much for taking the time
0: to join us on the Bobcats and congrats on great
1: careers here at Bates.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bates women's lacrosse head coach Brett Allen joins us this week as well to look back on the Bobcats' abbreviated season and to talk about each of the six seniors and what they mean to the program?
5: Obviously, in the middle of March, uh,
0: things started to really
5: move pretty quickly uh, from a national perspective with the COVID-19 um, virus. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I just had a gut sense that the Tuesday we were scheduled to play USM was very likely going to be our last game. Um, I'd already had confirmation that we weren't going to be playing Amherst that Saturday and uh amherst tufts and middlebury had just made decisions that day or the previous day to suspend the remainder of their on-campus learning and uh you know cut short the spring season so i just kind of figured that we had the opportunity we might as well make the most of it and you know do our best to create a makeshift senior day on short notice
1: how'd your players kind of handle the whole situation from your perspective because obviously You know, we've used this word a lot, but unprecedented. How did you see them go about what they had to do on on a day that felt kind of weird for everyone?
5: It ran the gamut of emotions, to be quite honest. Um, You know, there were kids that were in shock. There were kids that were sad. There were some kids that were in disbelief. Um, I don't think anybody was angry at the moment because there was still so much uncertainty about whether or not our season would be able to continue. Um, But, you know, whenever you can sort of predict that there's going to be some bad news coming or news that you're not expecting coming, um, you know, I think you react different ways. And, you know, we just tried to really communicate well with our kids about the possibility of the season being cut short um, and to try and just make the most of the time that we have together because, we can't control what's what's coming, so it was just a matter of really sticking together, making the most of that moment, and trying to uh, to create a great experience for our seniors on potentially their last game day.
1: So let's talk about the the six seniors starting. You know, alphabetical order maybe starting with Gianna DePinto uh, out of out of Grafton, Massachusetts. The attacker worked her way into the starting lineup uh, last year a bit. Um, started a few games this year as well. Tell us about her development as a player uh, kind of emerging as a a good resource for you the last couple of seasons? Sure.
5: We actually uh, used Gianna a lot the last couple of years as a draw specialist. And um, she really, you know, had had come to base as a high school midfielder, um, took a lot of draws for her high school team. And then early on in her career, we had some other midfielders who really did a nice job on the circle for us and taking draws. But then as those kids kind of graduated and, you know, left the program, we had a, a void to fill. And she really embraced that opportunity to step into that role and really put a lot of time and effort into, uh, into developing into somebody that we could rely on for draws. Um, you know, she was also somebody who I think, you know, we always talk about how kids develop on the field and as players, but, you know, as a person and as a teammate and as somebody who really evolved into um, an un, sort of an unspoken leader um, or a leader behind the scenes, like, she was just all for the team as she became a junior and senior. And, you know, I think for, for us as coaches, you know, you want that for all of your older players, regardless of what their role is on the field. Um, but it was really great to see her sort of, you know, jump into that role as well as she got older. So, um, you know, I think her presence, honestly, is is one that we're going to miss a lot because of all the little things she was doing with her teammates behind the scenes as far as having conversations and, you know, how to prepare and things like that.
1: And then Olivia Harwood, someone who had started a couple games this year after seeing some more action last season, also the junior on defense. Uh, what did she bring to the program?
5: Liv was also a high school midfielder who, you know, really jumped in as a freshman. We we weren't real sure what position she was going to play initially, um, like a lot of kids when they get there, because you just don't know how they're going to compare to their teammates at Bates. Um, and, you know, as she got older, she was actually in a really good position last year uh, to contribute, but then suffered um, – some sickness and actually was diagnosed with mono about three week with about three weeks left in the season so that was a little bit of a bummer for sure for her last year and then this year um she had worked so hard in the off season to prepare and to be as as ready as possible to step into a pretty important role on the field and you know we were so excited for how her season started and really really um you know, I think we could see the time and the effort that she put in in making a difference and being in a position to to be a, a, a much more significant contributor. So um, it was really cool to see, it, you know, and I think, like I said with Gianna as well, you know, she was always somebody who was super supportive of her teammates regardless of what her role was. And, you know, I think kids like that, whether they – you know, end up impacting you on the field as greatly as you uh, as they want um, are super super valuable. So she's going to be you know missed extremely, uh, greatly.
1: Yeah. Speaking of making an impact, senior captain Caroline Kerrigan started every game that she had an opportunity to. She played and started in every single game in her career as a Bobcat. Fifteen as a first year, fifteen as a sophomore, sixteen last year, then five this year before the season got cut short. She cost turnovers. She picked up ground balls. Uh, she did everything out of out of Falls Church, Virginia. Uh, first of all, how did you get her to come to Bates? And then, obviously, what can you say about the fact that she started every single game as a Bobcat?
5: You know, I think recruiting is a little bit of a crapshoot, of course, when you're communicating with, you know, hundreds of kids about the possibility of, you know, playing at your school and attending your school. Um, Caroline was somebody who uh, was referred to me by a club coach who was a Bates alum who works for a club down in the Northern Virginia, DC area. And, uh, you know, I was at tournaments where her club was playing, saw her play. And, uh, she went to a a very good school in the DC area called Georgetown visitation, which, you know, typically sends a lot of kids to NESCAC and Ivy and small liberal arts colleges. And so You know when we had the initial conversation about you know considering Bates it was certainly something that she was you know worth she felt was worth looking at just because you know those were the types of schools that I think she had already sort of targeted Um, and as it turned out she thought it was a great fit you know um, she's going to graduate with an economics degree and you know she's already got a job lined up so I think it's been uh, mutually beneficial because as you mentioned she's certainly been. A significant contributor to our program since she arrived um, you know the fact that she started every game since she showed up as a freshman is to me I think just a tribute to how consistent she's been um, and consistently good at a really competitive level of play um, you know defenders are kids that you really only notice unless they make a mistake most of the time and <laughs> She was a kid that we noticed, you know, from the get-go as being somebody who always played with the same intensity, always was in good position, um, and always was really a great communicator with her teammates, whether it was receiving feedback or, as she got older, starting to give more feedback and give input. So, um, yeah, it uh, it was certainly something that when I first Recruited her, I wouldn't have say I would have predicted because you just don't know how kids are going to pan out until they get debates. But you know she's somebody that definitely impacted uh, impacted us greatly.
1: And then Avery McMullen, another senior captain. I remember when she was a first year, she had that dramatic goal to force overtime in a game the Bobcats eventually won against Williams. And then she went on to become you know a team captain, one of your top uh, options on the attack. Uh, what can you say about what she's met over the past few years?
5: just her ability to play at a consistently high level. Um, And then I think the other thing is, and I talked a little bit about this with mistakes, but, you know, as an offensive player, even though she wasn't always our highest scorer or somebody that um, was our leading scorer in every game, she was always um, in the right position to make the right play. And I think on offense, sometimes that gets overlooked a little bit. Because you have kids who, you know, get all the glory, if you will, because they score all the goals and get all the assists. But then you also need kids that can sort of, like in hockey, make the second assist, the pass that leads to the pass that leads to the goal. And, you know, I think if we were tracking that statistic, probably Avery would have a lot more points. Um, But she was also somebody because emotionally she was always so um, balanced that I think her teammates really felt like she was a super common presence for them um, when she was on the field. And so to see her evolve and grow from first year where she was playing a little nervous and sporadic because she was surrounded by older kids to obviously sophomore, junior, and, you know, the shortened senior year, somebody who was a leader on the field um, was really cool to see. And, you know, I thought she had a great career here. So um, be a bummer that she didn't get to play out her senior season, but, she made the most of what she had, for sure. And then Isabel Paulus, as we move into the, the
1: pair of Mainers uh, in this senior class, Isabel Paulus from, from Bath, Maine, with the Morse High School. Uh, she's someone who, you know, played a little bit her first two years and then started every game last season uh, on defense. So uh, on defense along with Caroline Kerrigan, but um, Isabel Paulus, another impact player uh, and was starting every game so far this season. So it seems like she kind of really figured things out, you know, the, the past couple years here.
5: I made the comment earlier about a couple of kids about how they came to base as midfielders, and uh, certainly that was the case with Isabel. Um, Her freshman year, she um, was still recovering a little bit from uh, an ACL injury that she had suffered during her high school career. So she wasn't quite at 100% yet. We didn't know what position she was going to be. And, you know, for a lot of kids when they show up as first years, it's really just a matter of, like, getting used to the environment you're in now from a competitive perspective, a team perspective, et cetera. And, you know, I think she was, she's, you know, one of those kids who watches and picks things up quick and ask questions. And, you know, even though she wasn't playing very much as a freshman or as a sophomore, like she was learning and watching and, you know, really readying herself to sort of step into some roles as kids graduated when she became a junior. And, you know, I think the other thing that helped was, When she did play as a freshman and sophomore, we were using her as a midfielder to try and see what her best position would be, Um, and I think ultimately we decided as we prepared for her junior year um, and the start of the 2019 season that she was going to help us the most as a defender. Um, You know, she's got great size. She's got very good speed. She's uh, a loud voice, which is important on defense, Um, and so she was somebody who, as kids started to graduate, um, she really sort of stepped right into a role and and took to it very well. So um, yeah, she did a really nice job as she got older, sort of evolving as a player in person for sure.
1: Well, it seems
5: like one of the things of the
1: senior class is adjusting to new roles and, and Liv Sanford did that really well. Um, Out of Kennebunk, senior captain this year, Uh, last season, she was second team all region, Um, just an outstanding year. And, and, but she'd scored 10 goals a year before, but last year you asked her to do something different on defense more, more so to, and it worked out in a big way, didn't it?
5: Yeah. So I think Liv was probably, if I rewind back to sort of, you know, the recruiting process, the one person who, as I looked at our roster when she was coming in as a freshman, the one person who I thought might have the ability to contribute as early as, as anybody else. Um, and you know, that certainly held true. She played a little bit as a midfielder her freshman year. Um, You know, she'd been a midfielder in high school, um, albeit somebody that I think we saw as a true defender in college. But as our needs sort of played out, she definitely ended up helping us as a midfielder. And then last year um, she was primarily a defender because what we were doing was obviously running some lines of midfielders and attackers on and off the field, almost every possession. And so, when she really got to play just as a defender um, I think we could see how strong of a player she was at that position. Um, And and that kind of comes with the recognition that she received. You know, I think this year um, we were certainly early in the season, but it was very likely that she was, you know, either going to be playing a mix of midfield and defense or potentially just one or the other as the season played on. Um, But either way, she was going to be on the field for us because as a leader and as somebody who just has a motor that doesn't quit and performs at a high level like she was somebody that you know obviously our team looked to to provide some stability and make some plays and you know things like that so um, you know certainly she had a huge impact on our program over her four years and you know it was cool to see her get recognized a little bit for that last year by some folks outside our program.
1: Certainly. So overall, you know, the senior class, what are some characteristics about these six seniors that really stand out to you uh, just in terms of what they've met? You know, I think every senior class has its own kind of personality, um, its own
5: impact. What do what, what you say about these six as a unit? Well, I think that, you know, as a whole, and, you know, obviously I could use a lot of different words to describe them. Um, but I think as they were finishing this, season or getting ready to finish this season before everything kind of hit, Um, I was so proud of how um, unified the six of them were with the message that they were sharing to the team and to their younger teammates. Um, I was proud of how they were leading by example. I was proud of how they were all communicating with different kids, you know, because Leadership isn't just something that your captains do and, you know, or maybe one of your captains does because she's more vocal or more comfortable talking to kids. It's something that you need sort of a group of people to to really do. And I think these six kids really um, believed and bought into the same vision um, and so it was really exciting to sort of prepare for the season and have, you know, a few conversations with them as we were, you know, doing our conditioning and, you know, January and February and, you know, just to see their excitement and to hear how pumped they were, um, to get started was really, really cool. And, you know, obviously that doesn't mean that other classes before or after won't feel the same way, but, you know, I think when you're a senior, it's it's just tough to be focused collectively as a group because, You know it's your last season, and, you know, everybody wants to do their best as an individual, but then sometimes you get caught looking ahead to what's after graduation because that's a really scary thing. Um, And so to see this group really be focused on the season and and their team um, was really cool.
0: Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll salute our seniors from the men's lacrosse program, which has dealt with a lot this spring beyond just the season's cancellation. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Please, please, my pleasure, my pleasure.